0: And welcome to the latest episode of Two Wizards and a Mic. I am Shane, and this is Andrew, and we are two wizards, or old—well, we're old farts. I just like to talk about D&D. So there you go. And of course, don't forget, brought to you by Kegon Publishing, purveyors of fine D&D-related stuff that you can buy uh, all over the place online. And uh, but first, before we get into what we're talking about today, uh, we want to make—or sorry, Andrew would like to make an announcement.
1: Yes, our newest book, the fourth book in our monster series, this guy, Monsters of the Wilderness, is now available at our website, worldamir.com. Uh, you can get the PDF from our website. The links are below. You can also get a print-on-demand version, softcover or hardcover, and the PDF at uh, DriveThru, and we'll have those links below as well. This is the largest book we've done, 160 pages, over 120 monsters, divided into seven regions, seven different regions like the ocean, mountains, etc. So you could use it as a regular monster book by just choosing monsters, or you could use it as a campaign book with adventures in the wilderness. And um, it also has a collection of magic items in here, and um, lots of encounters, uh, adventure hooks, game master advice, And, um, as I said, the most complete book we've done yet, uh, and the fourth book in the series so far. So now we have over 400 monsters that your players would never have seen before. And,
0: uh, you can surprise them. I mean, just look how sexy that cover is. Look at that thing. (laughs) That is just the most amazing cover. It's actually a lot busier than the previous covers. Like the other covers sort of featured like a a singular creature, but this one's like got a mishmash of cool stuff going on.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of color and um, we're going to do that more. This book overall has more color and uh, the new book, the next book we're going to announce probably next week, but very soon uh, for the Kickstarter this year, we'll have even more color and uh, we want to have more color. We want to have more creativity more stranger creatures that are definitely unique so that's that's what we did with this book and that's what
0: we'll keep trying to do nice that kicks ass well i'm excited because i know i'm going to get mine soon which will be great um yeah i should say
1: quickly another announcement yeah. from the kickstarter that uh those backers got their pdfs a long time ago before christmas however the their um printed books the uk backers most of them should have them now there's a few more people that the books are on their way the other books are going to arrive here at this office probably tomorrow and then we'll start shipping those around north america and um europe and to shane's house
0: i i picture you sitting by your door like just doing this like they said it was out for delivery it's coming it's coming it's coming but yeah especially uh,
1: today when it's sunny because it's almost never sunny here
0: um, yeah exactly yeah oh yeah i'm just waiting well at the end of the day it's a great book and uh, i think people will enjoy it and it will bring us billions of dollars billions upon billions i wish um but anyway uh today this week we're talking about fighters which i think i said to you last week that uh Fighters were not my favorite class at all. Like I rarely played them, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but they're the most iconic. That's, that's the weird thing is that they are. If you have not played a fighter, it's surprising. I have played fighters in the past, Mm -hmm. but I pick something else usually just because of, you know, I'm weird, but, uh, but yeah, fighters this week today. Fighters. Yeah. Like
1: you say, it is one of the most iconic parts of fantasy it is the traditional the archetypal warrior um they have quite a range though um as the player's handbook the 5e handbook uh, points out very correctly you have a real yeah. big range i mean a fighter could be uh you know it could be a, a knight it could be you know a lawful good knight almost like a paladin they could be um some sort of uh smuggler or bandit type they could be a guard in the city, um, usually an officer if they're a fighter. Um, they could be um, kind of out more in the wilderness, a bit like a ranger or like a barbarian. You've got a huge range. And then their weapon um, skills and the kind of armor they use have a, you know, have a as big a range, I think, as any class there is. They've been there yeah. from the beginning of DD. Um, so you get really good hit points to start. Which is basically your health in video game language, and uh, you get up. You start with ten hit points, and your hit dice is one d10, which is really good because, like, a wizard is one d6, which is not great. Um, <laughs> you're proficient in all armor. Um, you're proficient using shields, uh, simple and martial weapons. So, simple weapons are things like clubs and daggers, um, very straightforward kind of weapons. Martial are the more advanced swords and um, more, uh, more kind of more, you need more training, like pikes and halberds and th- that kind of weapon, uh, warhammers. So um, you also have a variety of skills you can choose from, acrobatics, animal handling, athletics, uh, history, insight, intimidation, perception, or survival. So you've got a, a big range there. Um, i think having history there is an interesting one i wouldn't really think of a fighter with a big focus around history or um or even uh insight to a certain degree the other ones i think are more traditional
0: well i mean you have those sorts of fighters where like i'm thinking about it right now and sort of what are the archetypal sort of fighters you have and I, I I of course you go straight to Lord of the Rings and mm-hmm. you look at uh at uh, at Aragorn and you kind of think oh he's a fighter and then well but he's really proficient in archery and stuff like mm-hmm. that and and he's also referred to as a ranger but is he really mm-hmm. a ranger he's kind of um he's almost like a multiclass kind of character but um but he definitely has uh that ability to really delve into the sort of the history of things and also into um being I, I kind of think of athletics as not being a fighter trait but it it must be because i'm going to swing my sword 320 times today and after t- oh that was number 10 okay I, excuse me monster I need, I need to take a break uh you know that kind of thing so you have to have these kinds of skills to to really be a successful fighter i would think but yeah you don't yeah. they're not the first things that pop into your mind you think of no, right away but- like armor and ability to swing a sword so yeah yeah
1: do. you do make a good point though it reminds me of the hero in our monsters of the underworld book uh, a monster hunter who is a ranger as well but he he get you know rangers and fighters like you say they're not really that far apart and yeah. um, that character does a lot of research about monsters before he goes out and hunts them somewhat similar to the witcher there's definitely a that, cross that's exactly
0: the... what i was thinking of because he's yeah. got all that knowledge about Oh, I need to do this thing. And that particular creature is vulnerable to that thing. And I need to make sure that when I'm going to kill that thing that I have prepared these five things first, like there's all of that sort of thinking that goes into how the witcher, at least in my mind sort of survives, but yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. The only difference with our character, Desmond, who is in that book, and you can also find the subclass for a monster, our, our version of the monster hunter in there um he is much older he's like in his early 50s he's like my age (laughs) so um which is quite old would be quite old in a medieval type type world would be very you know oh god yeah unusually old but um but anyway it's still possible so um another aspect of the fighter is that you can choose a fighting style Now, for me, I always gravitate, I almost always choose defense because having a bonus to your armor class is such a big, um, you know, it's such a useful uh, feature. And then the secondly, the archery plus two to your attack rolls, that's really big. Um, The other ones like dueling, great weapon fighting, protection, two weapon fighting, I don't find that many people use those ones in our group, in our groups uh, that much. And I definitely don't haven't used them too often.
0: Well, I I tend to gravitate towards two weapon because I always associate it with uh, having two attacks, which is not Mm -hmm. true. But that's kind of how I think about it. Where if I was able to like duel like two weapons that are not the same, that I could say I could have a you know an axe in one hand that might have a higher damage rate or a a greater chance to hit or whatever. that kind of thing, that's kind of where I sort of lead, but mm-hmm. now that I'm seeing these again, I'm like, yeah, because actually I do almost unconsciously, I'm like, it'd be cool if I could use a bow and arrow at distance, because that way I'm not like right up in the face. I'm not mm-hmm. that kind of fighter, you know? That's that's the barbarian's job. Let them get in there. Right, but, right, uh, right, right. I always think of them as kind of like, you know, they're sort of a, a, like a utility class. Like they're able to do like a whole bunch of different things. and if you make them so they can adapt uh that kind of has a benefit because hopefully you'll have a barbarian tank in your group uh you might have some wizards that will stay will hang back and and fire from afar but you know having that ability to dive in and like i'm gonna stab you and poke you and then i'm gonna turn around run that way and then i'm gonna just fire arrows at you until you die (laughs) like that's actually not a and i want to play a fighter now
1: (laughs) yeah yeah there's a big range and again like you say it does actually depend about your party because if you're with uh for example like you said a wizard and a rogue and maybe a druid you're now the tank you don't have a choice
0: <laughs> yeah exactly that um, being flexible i mean holy cow
1: yeah and well the two weapon fighting does mean that you can have a he- and a weapon in each hand what it means is that instead of your second attack not including your um a modifier to the damage you can include it so it is useful uh, the great we- weapon fighting too like re-rolling a one or a two that's pretty good too yeah true. um other features general features for the fighter are the second wind to regain hit points that's a very very useful one one that's used all the time is action surge to get another attack both of those you have to rest to reuse them then you get extra attacks at 5th 11th and 20th level <laughs> woo I've got 20th level. Now I've got four <laughs> attacks.
0: <laughs> I will decimate um, you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Indomitable. So you can reroll a saving throw, um, which is pretty powerful. Like, that's, you know, that's... That what makes a huge legendary difference. legendary
0: resistance is to a certain degree. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unreal.
1: So we're not going to look at all of the subclasses because a lot have being added in uh, some many books that have been put out. But the basic three are the champion, the battle master, and the Eldritch Knight. And um, I'd say from what I've seen, 80% of people probably choose the the champion because it's a basic. The champion is a very simple version of the fighter.
0: Yeah. Especially when you have, like, if you roll an 18, that counts as, like, a crit. Yeah, uh, that's a really big one. That becomes helpful.
1: Well, it's 19 or 20 at lower levels and then higher levels it gets to be 18 to 20 yeah yeah um, as well you can add your proficiency to some checks and have a really good long jump that's <laughs> strangely specific <laughs> <laughs> and uh much higher levels you can actually regain hit points at the start of your turn so that's the the champion very easy to play straightforward uh, a good one to use for an npc i use fighters as npcs all the time because for me a traditional fantasy setting that is going to be the most common class that the party will run into so i often have them as henchmen or uh guard captains that kind of thing i have you know in the adventures we've played for the last i think we played for six years with the west of the wood group now yeah six or seven years um you've you've definitely met fighters as npcs more than any other class and 95 percent of them have been champions
0: (laughs) yeah that's true i mean the battle master i don't recall ever having played a battle master like in the entire history of me ever playing um i know i've played eldritch knights a few times and that's been okay but that's really only because I wanted to use Eldridge Blast. It's pretty much, I want to be able to do something at a distance and that was kind of it. But um, never, by the way, children, never a good choice to pick one thing out of a particular class and, you, and select your character because of that one thing. Don't do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you get the, I mean, it's really the fact for the Eldridge Knight, I think, because you have a few spells and I think that's why that becomes very popular. But Battle Masters? Yeah, I, I don't recall ever anyone ever playing it
1: yeah i don't think in, in anybody it. in our in any of the groups that i've run for the last six seven years for all of fifth edition has chosen one it's more complicated you have special maneuvers you can do um you can actually as we were talking about before this is the kind of fighter who who studies and observes their observe observes their uh, opponents at a distance before they fight um and then yeah, it's a very, it's much more complicated. These special, it's kind of like a monk in some ways that it has these extra maneuvers that it can do and you use superiority dice to to be able to use those. Um, yeah. The Eldritch Knight, I think I'd really like to play that. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's the one class or the one subclass or fighters that includes uh, magic. We've had a few people play that in our party. Um, So you get wizard spells. You have a weapon bond feature where you can summon your weapon. That's very cool. Um, You have a lot of uh, features as you get to higher levels where you can use magic and fight in the same turn. Right. And um, yeah, and you can give disadvantage with your eldritch strike uh, to a creature that you've um, when you cast a spell against them. And yeah, and then the arcane uh, charge, you can actually teleport thirty feet using your action surge, so you can gain that extra action and then move around again. it's and you don't get any opp uh, there's no opportunity uh, attacks with teleporting or misty steps, so you, you you wouldn't even uh, have to worry about those. So yeah, I think that's a really great one. Actually, overall, I don't, I'd say, I don't think I've
0: ever used that even when i've played eldritch knights i don't think i've ever used that skill oh really That's actually really cool that's actually oh. very cool
1: yeah yeah it's very cool
0: so uh, the pros
1: overall very simple and clear you know not as simple maybe as a, a barbarian where you're pretty much you know at the front of the action and hitting every time with your weapon but not too but but not not that complicated like you said you could use range weapons you can use melee weapons um it's you know very traditional class it, definitely a class that is a good one to start off with if you're learning D D. yeah uh, it's a great one to learn to, to do if you want to give a a companion to one of the player characters or a henchman to your big bad evil guy they're so easy to run um you, like when i'm running a fighter i usually don't even look in the player's handbook um <laughs> Because it's so straightforward, um, at low levels, it's so straightforward. Once you're over fifteenth level, then you get fourteenth, fifteenth level, then you get a bit more. There's some more nuance to it, but overall, it's it's a very clean, especially with such an efficient system like fifth edition. It's so easy to play; like a kid could play this class. A five-year-old could play this.
0: That's true. That's true. I mean, it's it. You're right. I mean it. Uh... I like reviewing this stuff with you because that I can actually, all this stuff comes flooding back about how badly I have played a class or how badly. I, so I, I, it does actually kind of make me want to like create another character for that is a fighter specifically. That's very, very basic in the very beginning. And, and because it, one of the things I'm really finding uh, in over the last, say, I don't know, six months, maybe the last year or so Mm-hmm. is how thinking about how this game actually works and how you can make it really good um, and make it fun for everybody. That's the mm-hmm. key thing to make it fun yeah. is that it kind of re-energizes you a bit to actually not just play the game, but then sit back and go, okay, well, let me open up that book and let it, okay. Da-da-da-da. Oh yeah. There's that feature of that thing. Oh, okay. Well, how can I use that? It actually gets your sort of creative juices flowing and, Because fighters are so basic and are pretty, pretty much, as you said, if you're going to start playing, play a fighter first, because there's no, like, I've seen people multi-class and build like these complex characters. And it's like, I'm going to roll the dice now. Let me get my notes. (laughs) Flip, 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 flip okay, I've got 75% increase hit rate, but like they just go on and on about the math. And it's like, ah, because that's not what's fun about the game. I guess it's okay. But it's not my primary sort of thing. It's like, I want to know about stories and things and what kind of cool things. Because playing the game, there's always that moment where something happens and you sit there and go, that would make a really great poster. You know, like a character has done this thing and it's like, how did they come up with that? That's so cool. Then you sort of picture this sort of, you know, creature being attacked or, or being climbed over or a wall caving in or the floor exploding in beer, (laughs) like those kinds of things. You just have these little snapshots in your mind that sort of keep you going back and it it reinvigorates, I think is the uh, badly chosen word. But anyway, but yeah, it's, it's cool. I got to say, anyway, sorry. (laughs) I'm I'm kind of being all excited about fighters now.
1: No, it's so (laughs) true. And uh, why don't you tell everyone what your, um, your druid was doing to the fire giants in our uh in our game on the weekend.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. Well Which part, the uh the, the, the climbing. climbing on their faces and biting on yeah. their face again. Every player has a thing that they like <laughs> to do because they think it's funny. Or maybe they're tired. They can't think of anything else. But definitely my my default mode for characters that can climb. Not not every character, but is to climb on their face and bite them. And uh, when you have a character that has a particular trait or a spell or something they can use, uh, why not? And I, yeah, I definitely did that a lot. And there's probably some images out there maybe that I think we've suggested should be done. And I think at least two or three of them of a character of mine like biting on somebody's face or scaling up and... Like one of the things I've always wanted to do is like get on top of a creature and grab its hair and sort of ratatouille it. You know like right. we're going to go walk this way, you know, by pulling its hair. It's like, "Ah, oh, right, 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 right." That would be kind of amusing to me. I think it would yeah, be impractical, it, but still.
1: <laughs> yeah, you definitely have a you're definitely fond of trying to get on top of creatures. I think one time it didn't work very well.
0: Oh, it's not worked a few this was you
1: because <laughs> you decided to climb onto a rock, jump onto a rock that was attacking this enormous bird creature. Yep, yep. And it went up into the sky, and you were still attacking it, and the party was attacking it from below. And then it died, but it was about 90 feet in the air, 100 feet in the air, and you were still on it, and then it just dropped right into the ground. <laughs>
0: yeah i do remember that yeah i remember you going oh and then dice started rolling <laughs> it's like uh-oh what's yeah. going to happen <laughs> i don't i think somehow you survived actually um i th- uh i don't recall specifically, but yeah i, I did survive yeah, I think that still particular. like you you it, wh- I think d- you it were wasn't badly pretty.
1: injured but you got healed by the party
0: yeah i, I mean that you was were a lucky
1: unconscious
0: yeah and I think I, had, I think I broke something as well. on top
1: of you oh that's Pretty right <laughs> i think i think it like rolled over and then fell on top of you <laughs> so yeah there are there are many many things that you can do with the classes and one really good thing about having such a smooth system like 5e and a simple class like the fighter is you really can concentrate on your character who they are what are their you know, what are their faults? What are, you know, what are their tra- general traits? What are the things they're good at? Um, you can really dig into that, because when it comes to an exploring or combat, it's so simple and easy and um, quick. So the Eldridge Knight, yeah, we, we pretty much went over that. Cons, on in one way, some people find fighters too simple. That's why they go towards paladins, which is, Kind of more my my style, or Rangers also I like quite a bit, or Barbarian. Um, so some people find them just too basic. Um, yeah. But I think that's really in how you play it. I don't think they have to be that. I don't think it has
0: to well, be like that. Exactly. I mean, it's it's like you and I talked about on on this program before. Is that there's definitely some um, there's there's traits about the game that are rules slash guidelines. And then you can add to that by doing something different. I mean, initially that's what climbing on a creature was about. I think for me was everyone is, you know, slashing away or hurling spells or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, well, I, I kind of, one of the things that I like about, about it is that you can actually get into the scrum. You can actually like, you know, the creature we're attacking is 30 feet high. Mm-hmm. Why not climb up to its kneecap and stab it repeatedly in the kneecap because maybe a roll will happen that's so spectacular that, you know, the person running the game be like, you know what? You totally, you, you cut his leg off below the knee. Like stuff like that can yeah, happen. Yeah. But well, if you don't try to make that kind of stuff happen because yeah. you're trying to be inventive. It kind of it's like you're throwing out these little offers to people like the DMS over there. And you got these other players and you're throwing out you're grabbing things they're offering. And yeah, and if you completely ignore them and focus entirely on what the math is doing for your particular character, mm-hmm. then I don't know. I find that kind of boring. It's like, hey, I'm going to set fire. Oh, <laughs> hey, I'm going to cast Wall of Throne of uh, Thrones. <laughs> I did that again. <laughs> did Wall did again. Of, of Thorns. right in front of uh you know between us and the and the villains and you know make them work for it a little bit um because i i I did it again on the weekend because we were getting just pummeled right and to the point where you're starting to think yeah we're gonna one of us is going to like there's going to be a character dropping permanently yeah yeah uh, yeah
1: Yeah, i didn't know if your the party was going to make it through that um yeah it's a good point i think what you're talking really about, I think, is uh, an improv style of where you always, you know, the answer is always yes, and I, I think that is a lot of fun. And there are some dungeon masters, and there's some parties like that. Uh, I don't think you have to play like that, but that's one way of really adding a lot of energy to the game. Yeah, tactically, it it actually makes a lot of sense if you have a really large creature, or if there's a few large creatures, to actually get really close, because then maybe the others will. You're, you might be shielded. Like in this case, there were a number of fire giants. So you were actually shielded from the other fire giants because you were <laughs> you were on the other side of one of them. So tactically, it actually can make sense to do it um, as well. And we talked about uh, my original character when I started playing D&D when I was like 9 or 10. Uh, I chose a fighter, and I played him for quite a while. I had him because he, he went... I think he went to 20th level eventually and
0: uh yeah he was just a straightforward fighter and a very I straightforward. do have <laughs> I do have a hardcover book somewhere it's probably at my parents house but I, I every so often I'll look for it because I know I, i'm hoping it hasn't been thrown away but it's on a bookshelf mm-hmm. somewhere and it actually has my original characters from back then and uh I just i just I really want to find it but Every wow. so often I'll look and I, I'm not unsuccessful, but, but yeah, it, it, like that's, but all of them were fighters except for, I think, one wizard at one point. And then there was also the multi-classing because I remember getting uh, a book that I still have here uh, called Rogue's Gallery. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that was AD&D or maybe. Yeah. AD&D. yeah. yeah I and think so. uh, that's where multi-classing was introduced to me anyway. And, and mm-hmm. I was like looking at these pre-rolled characters going, oh you could be a fighter and of this that and the other thing mm-hmm. which of course the games evolved to you know have subclasses and things like that to actually sort of cover a lot of that but yeah i really yeah every single character are pretty much fighters or start off as fighters yeah. anyway well but you yeah, played
1: yeah. a fighter in um in the one forgotten realms that i wasn't the our guest dm j did uh i was i was actually a player um with wait i was
0: a fighter my... oh yeah the
1: halfling fighter yeah, when i was a paladin um you were a halfling fighter and one of the other characters was your was like your um i was like uh, a
0: promoter yeah like, like a he was like you know, a fight come on down to the Netflix. death match tonight and yeah so and so is gonna be up against his greatest foe yeah. ever you know that? yeah exactly because i think i actually made that character reasonably old like i said he was like you know 45 or something yeah yeah Although yeah. that's kind of young for a halfling. It might've been a bit older because it was a halfling, but still. Uh,
1: halflings don't live that old.
0: Um, I thought they lived to like, wasn't it? We just talked about this the other day and I've totally forgotten already. I don't but, know if um, we actually
1: mentioned the halfling age because it's not as it's not as long. They don't live as long as um, many of the other uh, demi-humans. Right. So they live... Um, oh, yeah. Well, till they're... The middle of their second century, that's right. If you think about um, Bilbo, he was having his, what, 111th birthday, I think? Yeah. So, yeah, 45. Well, when are they adults? They're adults when they're 20. So, yeah, Yeah, they're still younger than um, gnomes, half as young as dwarves, and like, you know, a third or a quarter of the life of an elf. <laughs>
0: i mean anything older than a human i mean come on that yeah. just just gives you all kinds of possibilities
1: yeah yeah that does yeah yeah so uh, yeah. definitely a very um like i said straightforward clear choice uh, a great one for kids to play or new players
0: yeah especially new players mm-hmm. i mean i think i mean the fighters and then probably you'd move on to like wizards and then maybe but is that a good idea because i guess eh, i don't know I i'd don't say wizard have... is one of the hardest because yeah
1: i think any all the spell captures are more complicated um especially sorcerers with their sorcery points and um there's a lot going on with warlocks Yeah, I think they're not as efficient um, in general. Yeah. The wizard, yeah, the wizard, it depends how you play it. Um, Clerics are not as, I think clerics are another fairly straightforward one. Um, Rogues, you have a lot going on. But once you get used to it, it's quite easy. Uh, Monks with their Kai points, they're not as straightforward, but you can learn it quick. You can learn it. So I think fighter and then maybe cleric is fairly straightforward. Um, yeah, bard is a bit more complicated because you can
0: do almost anything with a bard. Oh, I don't think. Uh, you can heal. Again, that's another class. I don't think I've played that often.
1: Yeah, there's so many things you you can do. If you want to be a jack of all trades, which happens to be part of that class, um, a, a bard is, if you know, you can fight, you can heal, you know, you can do other spells. Uh, You can do really unique things that nobody else can. It's very, there's a lot of flavor you could add in terms of the backstory for a character like that, right? We talked about the halfling in our party who took his wife on the adventure. She died and then he became, he changed focus and became like this Batman kind of character out for revenge.
0: (laughs) That's awesome.
1: He was like this (laughs) light, happy-go-lucky halfling and then he just got to be this, dark like brooding (laughs) character
0: (laughs) okay that is totally the best I don't know
1: did you play with him Uh, that was thumps
0: no that was before I started that was before I started I've heard many stories about about that
1: right I forgot you missed that entire first campaign from first to 20th yeah
0: Um, but we were just learning
1: you know that was that was the beginning of fifth edition we were just learning as we were going along so um, you probably missed a lot of time where players were sitting there going, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Let me just check for
0: <laughs> let me check the book again. Uh, <laughs> this is not like it was really hard in the fourth edition.
1: Uh... Yeah, because now uh, a lot of the, like, you know, most of our group have played for quite a while.
0: It's been. Yeah. God, is it has been a long. I want cake now. We need to <laughs> celebrate with a cake. <laughs> We used to do that every year, so um, yeah. I even thought and of sending you guys cake.
1: during the lockdowns. I even thought about sending cake to you.
0: <laughs> a little cupcakes showing up at the door. Yeah, a little candle it has on it. Anniversary on it.
1: Yeah, one candle. That's yeah. awesome. no, no, just the just the, like a little cupcake with a candle at your door. <laughs> <laughs>
0: People getting all paranoid looking outside. Well,
1: that reminds me. Like I sent this Christmas present last year to my um, cousin overseas, but I forgot to. I ordered it from a store over there um, in the UK, and I forgot to include a note or anything. (laughs) They They had this gift arrive, and for like for months, they were like, "Who sent that? That was so good, but we have no idea."
0: So. And then you just casually ask, oh, how was it? And they're like, it was you. <laughs>
1: yeah. You months, months later, months, months, <laughs> months later, I asked. So, yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, I have so much fun here. So, uh, well, that's pretty much it for fighters. Um, yeah. Next week, we're going to be talking about Rangers and uh, which I used to think of as being a fighter just with a bow and arrow, but it's not. It's It's really different. Yeah, well, it's an interesting class to talk about because there's a lot of been a lot of
1: controversy in fifth edition. A lot of people at the beginning of when the this edition came out would say that was the least liked class or they, they were it had the most disappointment surrounding it. Uh, some people didn't like the way that it's being built, the class is being built. Um, and they've said, why don't I just be a fighter? Uh, if I use a fighter, I can actually be more of a ranger. And uh, and also, there's a lot of magic where a real archetypal ranger doesn't have magic. And actually, in our new book, to come full circle, there are two player subclasses in here. Full circle, as I turn it to the right way up. <laughs> there's two player subclasses in here: uh, one a druid class, and one a ranger that has no magic. So um, that's the more, that's the truest version of the ranger, although I'm biased, um, that there's no magic with this ranger. And it's more of a cross between a ranger and a rogue from fifth edition. So you're a very agile, quick moving, um, you know, warrior type in the wilderness. And that I think is more like the original ranger, like Aragorn, who you mentioned earlier. Um, Yeah. And there've been a lot of, or i mean legolas you know maybe maybe aragorn is more of a fighter and legolas is the ranger even though aragorn is called yeah. a ranger
0: <laughs> the ranger of the north but maybe that yeah. was because yeah god they're...
1: it is actually and a the hard rangers choice. were they were like a specific type of specific group i think in that story if i remember
0: yeah. i have to re- I have to reread it again <laughs> the and dwindine something insert some word like that here yeah uh but yeah. yeah there was a point there was like there was a whole history of, of yeah. where they came from and exactly
1: so and they what both they I both be, might be that. rangers two different kinds of rangers right so
0: but next week That's rangers true. rangers next week and uh don't forget pick up your copy. there's places to get it which will be in the description below and look at how look, <laughs> But again, thank you, uh, Andrew, for being here. And I'll see you next week. And we'll Thanks, see man. you all next week. And uh, hopefully you will start playing pretty soon. All right. Bye, everybody.